Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 29 of Sinji City Games, where I basically just have this podcast where I talk about my, I don't know, anime, video games, movies, and I just give like reviews of them or recaps, right? <laughs> but yeah, I try to make, give them like two cents out of, you know, the blue, like I do it as I go. But in this episode 29 of Sinji City Games, and before you know, I get to it, I'm always your host, Anthony. And let's see, I hope you guys are having a good week, good day. And let's see, so let's get started. So this is going to be about the anime Jujutsu Kaisen. So I know you guys have seen me talk about the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero movie, which was a prequel to the anime. And it was a pretty good movie. I really forgot the rating that I gave it. I think the highest it was a four, or maybe the lowest a three. But I do remember uh, doing that, doing that type of series, or doing that podcast episode. But anyway, so Jujutsu Kaisen. To be honest, I would, you know, I'm gonna get to rating at the end. But I want to say it right now, it was an okay anime. Like those type of animes, those type of sojos, I mean shonen, are not my cup of tea anymore like when i was back in middle school or high school uh, because i was actually always inspired to watch these pumped up kids uh or you know these characters get all pumped up or riled up but that's the thing i came to hate because that's not something realistic i think that's you know in real life maybe just like in competitive matches right like in boxing rings or i don't know MMA fighting karate tournaments, you know But for like real life, I just like meh like It's weird for me to be honest And it's just something I came to hate in anime which really, you know, made me not like it that much um, But it's not bad like the visuals are amazing the voice acting is great uh, The music is pretty cool, too You know, it's just the whole cliche-ness of it that I just don't like because the type of anime I'm into are anime like Evangelion that have like realistic characters and the sense of their like personalities and how each one decides to cope with it in one way or another like that's the thing that I like about it because you like in animes like this one like in Jujutsu Kaisen uh, where you have the main characters like uh, what was his name? Itadori? Itadori, what do I say? Fujiguro? Nah, Fujiguro. Nah, he isn't like that. I think probably Satoru Gojo. Nah. Not him, it's. There's someone from the Kyoto section. Yeah, Todo. Todo and Itadori. I just didn't really like them and the. Typical cliche like over the top villains with their maniac laughs. And I guess that's why I appreciated the more chillax villain. Uh, I already forgot his name. Like, I literally have to look up of these characters over again for Jujutsu Kaisen. But, anyways, before I get back to the villain, I guess I just want to say that when it starts off, it's just about Itadori, who's into like this magic club this witchcraft club whatever 
and they basically just read ghost reports, which is actually pretty cool. Uh, they read ghost stories uh, and news reports, and they actually mess with the Ouija board. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's pretty fun. And then after that, then stuff starts to turn head over heels because <laughs> there's this like thing called a cursed finger that's within their territory for some reason. I don't know why such a precious item like that would be in such a public space if it's supposed to be dealing with a private well guarded space to begin with so that part threw me off but anyways the anime starts there where one of the students who is basically itadori's classmate from the from the witchcraft club or or the witch club you know it's really weird because i'm like okay so this girl got easy access to her finger but then again you know how is she supposed to know that you know it's a cursed finger and that it carries like supernatural powers but i what i do like about it before i get more back to the story is i do like how the only way a person can gain powers is controlling their negative energy which i really want to say because a curse you know it's like a negative energy meant to uh, like poison someone slowly to death or i don't know some type of other thing like that and that's one thing i like about Jujutsu kaisen is that they call this energy curse which if i roughly translate into my own understanding it means negative energy and so these people have negative energy that they can channel which then produces power which honestly makes a lot of sense uh i don't know if you guys ever watch any type of, or play video games or watch i don't know star wars where you got like the good side of the force and the bad side of the force and you know the good side doesn't have that much power but the dark side does lead you to more power and more knowledge to things that you didn't know you had the potential to unlock if you didn't you know stain your soul which i found really awesome awesome or cool yeah which i found really cool about Jujutsu kaisen and bringing that concept into the anime so anyways uh classmate unlocks a finger then all of a sudden a spirit comes through and then starts trying to eat them because they have the cursed finger and the cursed finger is like one more of this ancient demons or ancient beings called Sukuna Sukuna yeah that's the name of the ancient being uh, he had four arms so that means a total of 20 fingers that he had and he was chopped up and all of his fingers as well so they basically treated it like Dragon Balls, where it just spread out across the world. Like, that's basically how it was treated. But six of those fingers were at the Jujutsu High School, where Itadori goes to. Uh, so yeah, girl is about to get eaten up by the spirit. And this guy, who's a pretty interesting main character as well, I, Fuchi, Fuchiguro? Fuchiguro, yeah. He comes in, he has these shiki, shikigagimi curses which basically if you play final fantasy 14 it's just basically being a mage uh that summons monsters or you can also say he's like sai from naruto but instead of drawing he basically just has to make some type of sign language type of thing with his hands like a ninjutsu thing and then all of a sudden his creations come to life which from the anime he gets like an owl he gets two wolves and he gets a lot of frogs as well from what i've seen in the anime 
And what's interesting is that these beings are actually alive, so they're basically the same as those toad monsters or this certain monsters or the slug monsters in Naruto where they're actually alive and they if they do die, you know, they you know won't <laughs> won't be able to be summoned again. And that's interesting. And apparently if they do die or like a piece of their essence still exists, they can then be transferred to someone else's essence. So some other Shikigami, Shikigami's like essences to make him stronger. It's basically giving like a boost up, something like that. But yes, anyways, uh, Fuchigoro comes in, tries to save the classmates, and tells Itadori to like you know stay behind, you know not get involved because since he's human, doesn't have any cursed energy uh, to release to exercise these monsters. So it's like, oh okay, you know makes it understandable, but. Then you have the BS plot that comes in, and apparently Itadori is already like super strong, like even without the curse energy. That that part was really weird because I was like, dude, this guy's like super athletic. He's like he's super fast. He has like incredible raw strength, like it's superhuman strength already. He's basically already a superhero, like. <laughs> Um, but I guess everything else falls within the laws of physics, as in if he gets shot, I'm pretty sure he would get, you know, die as a regular human would. Other than that, he has, like I said, super some type of super speed because apparently he can run like 50 miles per hour, uh, which is like, what, 80, 80 kilometers per hour, which is complete bullshit, you know? <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's... That's kind of out of proportion. And then, like I said, superhuman raw strength and it looks pretty scrawny. Like, okay, dude, like, chill. Like, that's already way too much going on. But yeah, I guess his... Um, how would I say this? His determination, his mental well-being is really top-notch. Because when he sucks in or he eats Sukuna's finger, one of the first fingers, he actually is able to contain him very well and so yeah this guy the main character is just super op it's it's really stupid to be honest i'm like oh god bro like here we got like another goku type s character going on but yes anyways uh so itadori eats it he saves the girl and fushigeru because fushigeru was getting beat by the monster and then after that uh I guess some a character that the girls geeked out on, or I don't know, the anime fans geeked out on, was Satoru Go Gojo Sensei. Gojo, yeah. Gojo is this really powerful character, which is really awesome because he was already a teacher. Like, well, he was a student. He became the teacher, and his powers are really cool. Uh, he's also pretty super OP because, well, I guess it makes sense to make the person who trained his like half of his life or one fourth of his life and become like you know super strong they're apparently these cursed users are also able to include these things called domains which is like an arena that the creator is able to um genjutsu i guess you can say some type of genjutsu that i'm talking this in naruto reference by the way that a character in jujutsu kaisen can create and it basically creates this big circular dome 
that entraps another user from the inside with them and they can basically you know kill them really easily but what's funny is that the domain is only sh like strong from the inside but weak on the outside so if someone was trying to save someone from the inside they can easily break that domain from the outside since it's not really specifically made to ward off people from the outside it's just made to ward off people from escaping from the inside you know basically keeping the fish in the barrel <laughs> Uh, but yes, so I know I'm kind of just jumping around here from the anime timeline, whatever I'm saying. <laughs> but you, once you get to learn that Itadori ate that finger and that basically all the sorcerers that are on the light side for the good side, they all want him dead because it's like a violation of the law for the sorcerers to keep someone alive who has the vessel of Tsukuna since Tsukuna is like that's how scared they are of Tsukuna and that is why they want to kill Itadori but Gojo has another plan in mind it's like yo like what if Itadori instead eats all the fingers and then we can kill him with us you know also killing Tsukuna and getting rid of us of that danger that we're facing from day to day which is their whole mission is to grab those 20 fingers and for Itadori to eat so that they can self-sacrifice you know commit suicide or you know get exec executed um, and Itadori understands that very well he's like oh okay like I understand the danger that this guy really possesses. if you guys are you literally shitting your pants about him it makes a lot of sense as to why you would want me to be the sacrificial vessel um, I was like, okay, you know, that makes sense. That is a lot to swallow, to be honest, because I would be, um, how would I say this? Not really <laughs> that fond of it. I would try to like negotiate some type of way to be alive, uh, to continue on with my life to like just you know actually die from a normal death. By normal death, I mean you know like dying of old age. You know, just not waking up from bed anymore. <laughs> Um, but yes anyway so as the story progresses we get to the part i'm gonna like skip a few parts uh because the one of the biggest arcs was the tokyo kyoto exchange school festival tournament which was supposed to be a tournament about the high school from tokyo the sorcerer school from tokyo and the sorcerer school from Kyoto going up against each other and basically trying to kill all these cursed spirits like these small ones but kill like the big one which is the main game winner it's kind of like Quidditch from Harry Potter like you know how you have to like score these points these uh I forgot the name of those balls but yeah you know you make a lot of goals and then by any chance you find a golden snitch and you basically win automatically if your secret kills it and that's basically how the game goes around with with this ex school exchange event in that first day but in the first day it all goes to whack because you got these super powerful villains who basically come in and do like a distraction in the games right yeah, they go ahead and committed a distraction in the event just so one of the other villains can go and steal the six fingers from the Jujutsu Kaisen like hideout. Which honestly it works because you know 
that's like any like type of good strategy that one can have and I, like i said before i really forgot the name of these enemies i i really want to say the only interesting enemy like personality wise that i like would have to be jogo he seems to be he's this like volcanic type of alien type person and he has fire powers yeah he basically has fire explosive powers and you have one named mahito who's this kid who's basically humanoid uh he's basically just a spirit but he's able to control how his body is supposed to look which is pretty interesting powers to be honest but i don't like his personality he's like your typical madman your typical joker from like the dc universe but there's so many madmans like him in animes such as like me and then the the op or the og villain which is named suguru ghetto uh, he's like super calm he's super chill and he's like understandable of the people's weaknesses and strengths which is something really fine cool about him uh so suguru ghetto is like this really monk looking person um he's pretty chill the only time where i saw him actually fighting what definitely had to be that time in the in the prequel yeah in the prequel movie of jujutsu kaisen settle anyway so the story progresses they get to fight against this flower this nature person named hanami which her powers are really cool because she basically is a earthbender earth is it earthbender no, 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 my bad, my bad. I'm, I'm confusing it. She's not an earthbender, but she's like the first Hashira from Naruto. I really forgot his name, to be honest, but that's how Hanami is like. She's like also this weird alien type of creature that really loves the environment. And so she uses like wood a lot to fight against her, the other sorcerers. And like I said, I really like her, her style, like her fighting style. But again, I don't like her personality where she's getting beaten up and then she has a typical cliche of like, Oh yes, I love getting beat up. I'm a masochist. Please beat me more. I'm having more fun this way. Oh yes. You know, I was like, yo, stop. Like it's, it's annoying. Please just, just stop. I don't, I don't like this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you have like several characters like that who... I don't know, man. I know, I know I'm complaining a lot about these type of characters and their personalities. I mean, it's great to have them if you all have their own distinctions. But it's just not my style anymore looking for these animes. Now, I will say though, I do have a couple favorite main characters besides Fushiguro. I think... Kugisaki's powers are pretty cool and her personality is pretty nice too. It's really different from other type of women in anime. How to say this? Because they're really independent. They're not damsels in distress, which is really cool. That's something I really like about the anime. Um, you have Nobara Kugisaki who's like a farmer girl or the countryside girl. And normally, I think countryside people are like more like chill like naive and nobody on the other hand or kugisaki she's not like and it's really cool she's really upfront. she's really bold um tough you know it's just 
like really cool she's a cool character i like her uh, she just has this great confidence to her i mean of course itadori does too but she just has the bs confidence of all the time i'm like please stop bro like you're the one i don't like uh wait kukisaki's powers is that she uses nails and a hammer and basically powers up the nails and then shoots him like like a slingshot or like even you know, like if she was hitting a baseball with the ball you know that type of thing and she also carries around uh, little voodoo dolls so basically if let's say my arm gets chopped off and i'm running away uh from being killed by her she basically gets my arm places a voodoo doll on top of it and then stabs you know depending on how how badly she wants to kill me she stabs the crap out of the doll with her curse powers and then it'll then give me this really sharp pain in my heart to the point where it can give me you know just instantly kill me so that's a really cool move that i really like about her that's pretty original that i really want to say i mean i'm pretty sure it's not original i'm pretty sure it's just uh bringing something from the real world into anime but anyways i just want to say i like it i like her powers i like her personality it's really cool uh, there's also this other character named Zenin, who I really don't know how I feel about her because she, she's like an asshole type of sister, which in turn, she's a selfish piece of shit to be honest. <laughs> she's a selfish piece of shit and uh, Kugisaki actually looks up to her for that uh, which you know makes me not like kugisaki that much for that but anyways the reason why Z zanin is selfish is because she wanted to become a jujutsu sorcerer and by doing that she would only be able to do it by leaving her household and then affecting her sister which then forced her sister to become a jujutsu sorcerer because her sister was just fine you know living with a lot of money uh you know not having to say anything she just wanted like a nice peaceful quiet life and zanin really ruined that for her she's like yeah fuck you like little sister or big sister like i i don't give a shit about you um even though she tries to say that she actually cared about her which she did when they were younger but since both of their ideals came into a head you know you could actually see that you know zanin was more about herself than about her family which she did leave uh, I already forgot the older sister's name, or uh, it was Maki. Was it Maki? Which is Mai. Yeah, Mai Zenin. Uh, Mai Zenin is basically like if you guys seen JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, uh, Golden Wind. She's like Sex Pistol. Yeah, where she basically controls the bullets of where they go using her curse energy. Yeah, that's, that's something that I've, you know, it felt really bad for Mai. And then let's see, you got your, another character that I found interesting was Total. Even though I know I said that I didn't like him for his like demeanor as well, for his personality, but... Mm, how would I say this? Because he's like the more sexual comedy relief type of person. Like, you can actually pair him with the prison high school... Uh, anime characters because he's <laughs> he goes to the he basically goes up to guys and asks them the question hey yo guy like are you an ass man or you a boob man 
you know, is like, how do you like your woman? You know, he's, he goes up to people like that, and then he says things. If you give me the most boring fucking answer, man, I'll fucking beat the shit out of you. And probably kill you in the, on the passage, you know? And you're like, oh shit, like, you know, like, really my type of woman gonna determine my type of death? And I really like this interaction between between Itadori and Todo is when Todo asked that question to Itadori and Itadori was like, um, well, I guess I like tall woman with a nice fat ass. And then <laughs> Todo was like, God damn, that's my brother from middle school. Like, I love you, bro. I love you. You my brother. You my brother. And then Itadori's like, what the fuck is going on? It's like, I just said I prefer women with big asses and he already says me that was his brother. And yeah, apparently some friendships do happen like that. Uh, I've actually been called, you know, someone's friend just because of that a few times, which was really weird. Like, I barely met this person and they're already going around saying like, yeah, bro, like, that's my brother right there. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, bro, I just met you a minute ago. How am I, how am I your brother right now? But anyway, so that's why Itadori goes on, um, and it's something that I experience in life too, which is pretty relatable and for that scene. Uh, <laughs> I was like, huh? Um, I'm like, okay, I, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that interaction between Toro and Itadori, pretty nice, I liked it. And there's also this character who's from the Kyoto school called Momo Nishiyama, or Nish Nishimiya Momo. Uh, she basically is like the witch from Kiki's delivery service. Uh, she de definitely looks like her. Um, if you guys seen Kiki's delivery service, you guys remember like the red-haired girl with like the long ponytails. Uh, she got going on something like that with the you know single black dress. You know, Kiki's. I don't know. I feel like that's a callback to Kiki's. I really want to say that because I don't see a lot of actual witches, you know, riding brooms in animes. My bad, I had to burp there a bit. And then you got Toge Unimaki, who's basically like uh, Black Bolt, I believe, what's his name? From Marvel, the one who got his head blown off by Wanda and, or the Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. You know, where Mr. Fantastic was like, yo, like, don't. This guy can kill it with just a word from his mouth, you know. Yeah, that's basically what Toge Unimaki has. And it's really kind of sad how he's unable to talk like a regular person. Because if he does, that's when he activates his powers. So in order to not activate his powers, he has to talk like in fish language. Or say like fish food, like sushi, sashimi, tuna, you know, kelp. Like, he has to say words like that in order to not activate his powers. And he's got really good at it because he's, he's like, completely normal with it. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, like, okay, well, that's kind of weird. But I guess so. So, yeah, his powers is that the more he says a word or screams it out or, I don't know, the more powerful it becomes. And if he says, like, stop, like, it makes someone stop. Or if it says, like, you know, go away, he'll blast someone away. And you know, just stuff like that. And then you got someone else called Panda, who's basically a... A plushy creature or cursed spirit plushy creature who has like two other forms of it inside like a gorilla form and a sister form I know the gorilla form basically makes it get like super strong but only for a short duration and then its stable form is basically just the balanced one and then the sister I'm pretty sure just the more weaker 
docile version of it. I really forgot how the form was. <laughs> but that was a nice explanation for that, to be honest, of Panda. Uh, other than that, there's... I just went through all the characters that I found enjoyable. Um, you got one of these characters that had, like, blood. That uses its own blood for its attack. I've... I really want to say it's kind of like that one... What is it? Blood bending Mary from Avatar, or that one character who healed people by letting them bite her from Naruto. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, as their story story progresses, where Todo and Itadori they're fighting against Hanami, which is the nature building uh, spirit one. They actually rock her shit really good, and then um, Gojo-san. Gojo sensei comes around he actually tries to kill her but he just misses by half like literally like he chops half her, her body off but Hanami actually lives through and after that it's basically a successful mission because like I said before one of the other bad guys were able to retrieve six of the fingers of Tsukuna and then after that this show goes to its climax of uh, Itadori and Basically the first years, which is Itadori, uh, Fushiguro, and Kugisaki, where they basically find one of the, one more finger, and as they try to get it, they have this big all-out fight. Fushiguro basically fights the demon or curse that has the one finger of Sukuna, which basically depletes all of his powers, and while uh, Itadori and Kugisaki, they fight two more villains, like one that's pretty weak and then one that's actually pretty decent in fighting, but they're able to defeat it really easily. Um, not much harm done. Well, to them, to be honest, right? Yeah. Not much harm done to them. And then after that, everyone basically reconciles and they're like, hey, like, you know, everybody's doing good, like, let's get ready for our next mission or whatever. And yeah, just everyone just being pumped up, you know, just motivating themselves, your typical pump-up type of motivation type of anime. And it just ends right there, I believe. I mean, I always skip a lot of things right there, but that's basically how the anime goes. Like I said, I, I don't really like the whole positive, super positive, naive outlook at things. It's just not type of. It's not really not not my type of thing, you know. <laughs> um, which is why I would give the anime Jujutsu Kaisen a three out of five. Like it's a decent anime. You know, as like I said in the beginning of this podcast, it has really great visuals. It has good music. Um, the story is pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. Uh, I never actually lost interest in it, so that, that, that was a good thing. But I always felt annoyed whenever I heard the whole, like, Oh, yeah, dude, like, we're gonna do great. Like, my friends are my power. You know, that type of thing. Like, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's basically all I have to say about Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, again, 3 out of 5. Would I recommend it? Eh, only if you like that type of anime. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I don't want to give it a 2 because it's actually not... Yeah, that's just being really mean to it. Like, no. <laughs> like, even though I don't like it, I know it doesn't deserve a two. I would definitely give it a three. Yeah. 
but anyways i hope you guys enjoyed the 29th podcast of Sinji city games i hope everyone stays hydrated and i really do hope you know the chill season comes by a lot sooner <laughs> and again if you had a birthday or you know celebrating something you know happy birthday happy celebrations and CG City Games is out. <laughs>